Well, zoot alor, Emil here, and News & had hoped to kick off your weekend with analysis of the All Blacks breaking French hearts the opening match of the 10th Men's Rugby World Cup, but holy moly, after a strong first half, New Zealand wilted in sweltering conditions at the Stade de France in Paris, ill-discipline, a key factor, which allowed the resurgent host to dominate the second period and run out 27-13 winners. It was the first time ever, ever, that New Zealand has lost a pool game at the World Cup ever since the World Cup uh, was first held in 1987. So joining me now to provide expert analysis straight from the Stade de France and courtesy of Sky Sports is Jeff Wilson. Jeff, how are you feeling after that? I'm a little bit hot still. It's midnight. It's still about 30 degrees. I'm sitting in the dugout of the All Blacks. That's what I've got behind me. Uh, comfortable seats too, to be fair. But there won't be a lot of comfort for this All Black side. Um, they'll be bitterly disappointed they weren't able to get the result they were looking for. Uh, they went into this game having to make some adjustments from losing some players. And then last minute, Sam Kane is ruled out through a, a minor back injury by the sounds of things. They had to reshuffle. Then they had to bring Brody Retallick back onto the reserves. And so, but they'll look at this performance and go, we probably did enough to get closer to winning. But the second 40 minutes, France showed exactly why they're going to be a really difficult proposition for whoever they face in the knockout phases of this competition in Paris with this sort of fan base. They were really, really good. So, look, this was always possible. The hosts who are in such great form going into the Rugby World Cup, the All Blacks sort of suffering from a few niggles. And in the end, this wave of support that this French team got was enough to get them across the line. They were really good. Jeff, we got off to such a good start. What happened? It's a, it's a great question. And the, the one thing was, I think, we, we got them out of the gate. A, a couple of nice uh, set plays, one in particular, a little bit of vision. You know, um, there was no settling in period for France. Uh, but then you, if you go into the second half, and the first half sort of played out, we missed maybe three or four really key try-scoring opportunities. The margins of World Cups are small. We probably did enough in the first half to put all of the pressure on France. Ultimately, we didn't do that. And our real discipline, probably across the 80 minutes, gave them the kickable opportunities for points and led them to controlling the game and forcing us to play in our own half. Now, I think they were the better team. Probably the last try flattered them in regards to the scoreboard, but it didn't look as though we were going to be in a position to come back. Ill discipline will hurt you in a rugby world cup. Um, look, Will Jordan's unintentional collision in the air. Um, his eyes are on the ball, but this has been around a long time now. Uh, you can't put yourself in a position where you impact the player who's in the air. Um, he'll be disappointed about that, and that really made it difficult in trying conditions for the All Blacks to stage a comeback. Well, I mean, you know, that first half, we dominated in every statistical metric, but it struck me that, France played very well, Jeff, without the ball, and they looked to get rid of the ball very, very quickly. I think they kicked 42 times in that first half. Do you think that that was playing to the conditions, in a sense, playing to the intangibles, the temperature, and particularly the crowd? The crowd was really a part of this game, wasn't it? Actually, going into this game, that that, that is actually been a strength of their uh, tactical now, is the fact the way that they have executed. They have played the territory game for a couple of years. Everyone talks about their flair, but it's it's... That's not what's won them games. It's actually their pressure. And they force you into making mistakes when you play from your own half. Their kicking game is remarkable. They're kicking for distance. Their ability to, to pin you back in your own half and challenge you to get out of it is going to be challenging for everyone. 
they play in this tournament. So I think their kicking strategy is superb. But the danger they do have is that you're presenting teams with attacking ability, chances to counter against you. And I like I say, the All Blacks looked at probably three or four uh, chances in this game where they needed to be better. You'll need to be better to beat France doing that. But there's no doubt that their kicking game was superb and it was good enough to for them to dominate in the second half. You, you touched on this earlier, Will Jordan's sin binning, um, perhaps the pivotal moment of the game. And discipline-wise, I mean, we've got to talk about this. It was 12-4 against New Zealand at the final whistle. Um, we've we've had you know many famous examples of ill discipline um, come back to haunt us recently. Is this something that we've got to sort out? Oh, we were outstanding before Twickenham. Our discipline, we we hadn't considered a yellow card in those four test matches, and I think Will Jordan's one is a, is is just an unfortunate situation. You watch him; his eyes are on the ball. Uh, if he jumped into that contact, I th- I think you see a completely different outcome in regards to probably nothing happening because it was a fair contest. We saw one of those earlier on. Um, and, and once again, those are the small things and margins that are going to hurt you. But like you just said, when you play without the ball, like France did for large parts of it, where they won the game was at the breakdown. Very tactically smart and where they got themselves in contesting position in the ball. Um, and that when you give away penalties, you concede territory. So, you know, they smothered the All Blacks just before halftime. They looked as though they were out on their feet. I think maybe, and oh, this is not an excuse because they were better than us, but the 20-minute water break, just gave them a little bit of a chance to recharge their batteries, and their bench was really good. We've talked about France being good. A big part of that is the fact that over the last three to four seasons, the growth in this under-20 group that was successful has become not just 15, but it's become 23. And, you know, they've been able to absorb a couple of big losses in terms of players before this tournament, and they still looked really deep in their bench. And and you talked about this repeatedly uh, during the game, about the fact that, the French pack were looking absolutely exhausted, um, you know, early on in the second half. You talked about the fact that the benches were really going to come into play, particularly when it's in the mid-30s heat-wise. Um, and, and indeed, that that came to pass. Substitution is going to be a huge part of this tournament, fair to say. This is the weekend. They've just said for this weekend there's going to be 20-minute water breaks. Uh, even the locals have said this is absurd. I mean, that's how hot it is. I mean, it was, it's been blistering the last few days. Um, the fact, like I say, it, it feels like it's still 30 degrees right now. It's midnight. Uh, they're expecting it to change over the course of the competition. You know, so in, in three to four weeks' time, I think it will be a little bit different. But what it does mean is that, you know, it, it can take a toll. And it's how you can recover. And, you know, probably the All Blacks and France have got the benefit of, you would have to say, softer pools than pool C and pool D. And that will play in their, in their favour. The All Blacks have got some recovering to do. They've got some niggles. They've got some guys on the sidelines. Um, it's probably about them freshening up and getting healthy as much as anything right now. So then when they make their push towards um, the quarterfinals, that they are close to having their best side. Jeff, this is on paper New Zealand's toughest pool game by a distance, really. And the format of the tournament is such that they that it's still very likely that they'll make the, the knockout stage, almost certain, you'd say. After the match... Uh, today's captain, Adi Savia, said, you know, we lost the battle, but we've still got a war to win. How do you, as a coach, how do you mentally lift a group of players in a situation like this? I, I, can, t- I can tell you from experience and from being involved around the All Blacks and this All Black group and other All Black groups, the motivation's never lack. It's not a it's not a fact that you have to get these guys up for the game. So you don't have to, they won't have to, they'll be disappointed because they haven't got a result. 
But the energy and the determination and the margins, like I say, were so very, very small. It wasn't like they were out of this game. I just think they'll recognise and understand now what it's going to take to go on and be successful. So they've been educated tonight about what the top sides of the Rugby World Cup, not just this week, a couple of weeks ago and at Twickenham, they got that little bit of an education, remembering some new guys. This is their first taste of the pressure of a Rugby World Cup. And like I say, this is a very good team they're up against. So motivation won't be a problem. Uh, they'll need to just start building their confidence again. But I think a lot of that will come from health and the fact that they, they get some players back from some niggly injuries and all of a sudden the balance of their squad will look a little bit different. All right, you finally got this. Uh, the boys will be back in action next Saturday morning playing Namibia. How are you going to spend the next week? Just out of interest. Well, we'll be doing what we do every week on this tournament as we'll be watching all the other games, watching the opposition, um, and we'll be talking about it, and then we'll be following what the All Blacks are doing, how their recovery is going, who they bring into their squad, which will be announced tomorrow. And um, we're certainly not going on holiday. I can tell you that from the back. <laughs> we're on the train um, tomorrow. Uh, we'll be down to Leon, and uh, we can't wait to get some insights onto what's happening, just with the All Blacks, from what's happening around this tournament. And I won't lie to you, there might be the odd bit of pastry. There might be the odd little red wine. I was going to say, uh, don't, forget about, you, don't forget I, about Jeff Wilson's pastry review, all right? No, but you know, pastry review, this... no, I'm, I'm feeling that. I'll tell you what I am looking forward to, it. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I could really do with a cold beer. Yes, I could imagine so. <laughs> I could really do with a cold beer right now, and I'm looking forward to it. I don't blame you. I am in a similar boat, but uh, it's maybe a bit early in the day at this stage. Anyway, thank you very much, Jeff Wilson. Really appreciate your insights so soon after the final whistle there. And remember, you can watch all 48 Rugby World Cup games live on Sky Sport 1 or Sky Sport Now, and Stuff is streaming six games live, and we'll have delayed streams of six more, including the AB's remaining pool games. For full coverage, visit Stuff's World Cup hub at stuff.co.nz. And thank you very much for listening to this special episode of Newsable. Emma and I will be back with a regular show come Monday. This pod took time and resources to produce. Please support our mahi and visit stuff.co.nz slash support. If you don't have time to read the in-depth stories or you just prefer to listen instead, The Long Read From Stuff is the podcast for you. Each week we showcase one of our excellent pieces of journalism, telling important or entertaining stories from the world of crime, sport, history, culture and more. You also get to hear from the journalists themselves about how they uncovered the story and how it came to life. So for your weekly dose of long-form journalism, beautifully read, subscribe to The Long Read From Stuff wherever you get your podcasts.